Hello listeners and welcome back to another super simple podcast. My name is Alex and today we are going to talk about the hit anime Dragon Ball Z. Now I'm simply making this podcast because I've seen a lot of people, obviously anime fans, diss DBZ for being slow paced and sometimes even going as far as to say how boring the show is compared to other animes like Bleach, My Hero Academia, and of course Naruto. If at any point you like this podcast, don't forget to click those icons at the top right corner of the screen to follow my Instagram and Twitter, both of which I post info on future podcasts, as well as give the Facebook page a follow so you don't miss out on any episodes. Okay, so jumping into this one, I actually follow a decent amount of anime groups, and I've noticed that when most people mention DBZ, they are either shunned for liking the show, or are given minor due credits, but the person responding usually has a lot to say about DBZ, and most of it is not so great, which I can understand from a certain standpoint. I myself am a massive DBZ fan, and I grew up watching the shows and the movies, as well as playing the games and even writing fan fictions with my buddies, and no, not the creepy kind, sorry. But the first couple seasons of the show have that gritty 80s G.I. Joe style animation and does have a decent amount of dialogue, but what it does have in its favor is the Sands. Throughout most of DBZ, the most interesting race of beings to me were the Sands, and they are basically an intergalactic space pirate who would travel to a planet, conquer it, and then sell it to the highest bidder or eventually giving the planet to Lord Frieza, who at some point would rule over them for a short period of time. We are going to circle back to Frieza later on, because as far as I'm concerned, he's a really badass villain and one of Goku and Vegeta's true rivals, and at some point even fights alongside Goku in the sequel show Dragon Ball Super during the Tournament of Power. Now, if you haven't seen the show but know who Goku is or have seen some of the images, you're thinking, well, who the hell is this guy? Who is he really? Well, he just so happens to be the main character of Dragon Ball Z. He was born a Saiyan on the planet Vegeta and at the time was nothing to be considered special by the Saiyan race. His father was a soldier named Bardock and his mother was a low-level warrior named Gine. What's awesome about Bardock is even though he wasn't connected like to the direct canon until the Broly movie, he has been somewhat of a fan favorite over the years and isn't utilized enough in the movies in my opinion, even though he's technically dead. So I'm going to have to pull a lot of stuff from that Broly movie that I just mentioned uh, because the original creator, Akira Toriyama, rewrote some of the characters' backstories so that they would better fit the overall, I guess, story that they were trying to tell with Dragon Ball Z. But what happens is uh, the king of planet Vegeta, obviously named King Vegeta, was informed that the man they basically work for, King Cold, would be passing his rulership over to his young son, Frieza. Yes, King Cold, Frieza, and they have a bro- he has a brother named Cooler. It, it, it's a thing. At such a young age, Frieza established himself as not only a major threat to the Saiyan race, but a very powerful warrior harnessing great power and cunning. But Frieza gives the Sands a scouter, which is a device which can be used to read an enemy's power level without having to get close to them. Frieza then shows a display of power by killing the guards watching over the meeting without ever looking at them or, or and from a good-ass distance away at that. 
This display of power offends King Vegeta, but knowing he can't do anything about it, he instills the hope that his son, also named Vegeta, would grow up to be the legendary Super Saiyan and defeat Frieza once and for all when the time came. What he didn't know was that Frieza also feared this prophecy and decided to gather all the Saiyans back home and then just blow up the planet. Um, on, so on his way back from a mission, Bardock and his teammate receive a message that Frieza needs all the Saiyans to return immediately for an urgent meeting. Bardock then fears that this is all a ruse just to get them in one location and catch them off guard and just slaughter them all, and obviously, like I said, he was right. Uh, originally in the f like OG Bardock movie, he was gifted with the ability to see into the future, but that was retconned in the new canon because it was just really weird and confusing. He basically like gets karate chopped in the neck by an alien who has the ability to see the future, so the karate chop allows Bardock to see the future. And it was really weird, so they retconned it in the new canon to him just being extremely observant, which is fair enough. Um, once back home, Bardock decides to send his youngest son, Kakarot, off to the planet Earth, which inhabits such low-level beings that no one would ever come looking for him on this planet, or would they know that Kakarot was here on Earth. Which is really sad, but hey, I mean, facts. Um, Frieza then blows up planet Vegeta, killing all of the Saiyans except for a select handful, which at the time consisted of Vegeta, now grown up a little as some time has passed since uh, King Vegeta and Frieza originally met, and Vegeta's bodyguard Nappa, Kakarot's older brother Raditz, and one other unknown Saiyan, as well as Broly and his dad, but that's another podcast, or may I mean, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about it in part two. And yes, this will be a two-parter because this anime is long as hell. And I just really don't have the throat power to talk an hour and a half about this show. But anyway, once on Earth, Kakarot has an accident, bumping his head, falling out of his pod, and he is found by an old hermit named Gohan. He takes Kakarot in as his own and changes his name to Goku. They live a pretty normal, happy life for a while until Gohan is killed by a giant monster, leaving Goku all by himself. What Goku didn't know was that the monster was actually him in the form of a giant ape. See, Sans are all born with monkey tails and after being exposed to a full moon, turn into a giant ape and basically kill everything in sight. They also live a hell of a lot longer than a normal human, but I'm not exactly sure how long. So jumping into the prequel show a little bit, Goku is alone until one day he runs into a teenager named Bulma who is out on an adventure looking for mystical relics known as the Dragon Balls. They set off Hello Kitty. That was that was cute. They set off on the adventure together and eventually not only find the Dragon Balls, but defeat an evil emperor named Pilaf, stop a terrorist organization named the Red Ribbon Army, who comes into play a little bit later and save the entire world from the clutches of an evil being named the Demon King Piccolo, all while making friends along the way like Krillin, Yamcha, Tien, Chaozu, who is literally a tiny floating mime, and of course, Master Roshi. So now we enter Dragon Ball Z. So Goku is now an adult and has a son of his own, who he named Gohan in, order, in honor of his grandfather. 
we are reintroduced to the now grown-up cast of Dragon Ball Z, and Goku's brother Raditz shows up to see what's going on with Kakarot, aka Goku, and ends up kidnapping Gohan, forcing Goku to team up with King Piccolo's son, also strangely named Piccolo, as long as Piccolo and Goku get to settle their rivalry directly afterwards. Things don't go exactly according to plan though, and Goku dies along with Raditz because Goku had to fool Nelson his ass in order for Piccolo to charge up the special beam cannon and hit its mark successfully. While dying, Raditz reveals that two more Sands are on the way to Earth as we speak, named Vegeta and Nappa. Goku then dies, and Piccolo straight up steals Gohan away from his family and friends in order to train him to fight for the upcoming attack. Piccolo leaves Gohan out in the, in the wilderness in order to toughen him up, and once successful, Piccolo then personally trains Gohan for the upcoming attack. During all this, Gohan turns into a giant ape after being exposed to a full moon, but luckily Piccolo gets the upper hand by straight blowing up the fucking moon, like fuck it, just blow up the moon, and turn Gohan back into a human. So things are kind of normal for a while until, lo and behold, Vegeta and Nappa actually show up. They blow up some cities and kill some people until they are interrupted by Piccolo and the Z-Fighters, consisting of Krillin, Gohan, Tien, Yamcha, and Chaozu. They are basically ripped apart one by one until Goku shows up and easily disposes of Nappa, who is eventually killed by Vegeta because fuck Nappa, Nappa fucking sucks. Then Goku and Vegeta go balls to the wall until Vegeta creates an artificial moon-like energy attack and transforms into a giant gorilla, almost killing the Z-Fighters. Eventually, another one of Goku's friends, Yajirobe, appears to cut off Vegeta's tail with the sword, and Vegeta is finished off. Goku doesn't allow him to be killed, though, because he is as dumb as he is strong, and before Krillin can thrust the katana down into Vegeta's chest... Goku demands that he stops and let Vegeta go. I, I I don't understand that. But, with Piccolo being gone, and having been directly connected to Earth's defender Kami, the Dragon Balls are now turned to stone and are useless. However, it is revealed that on Piccolo's homeworld of Namek, they have their own set of Dragon Balls that can grant three wishes instead of one. While they are there, Goku is traversing the afterlife, attempting to get passage to train with the Great King Kai. Gohan and them are attacked by Vegeta, who is also after the Dragon Balls for immortality, and freezes henchmen, Zarbon, and Dodoria. Eventually, with the help of Vegeta, they are eliminated, and Frieza decides to send his elite force, the Ginyu Force, to handle it personally. Ginyu steals Goku's body, and they are almost successful in their plans until they are interrupted by Vegeta, who almost gets his body stolen, but Goku throws a frog in the way just in time, and Ginyu is then turned into a frog, and Goku gets his body back the end. Frieza shows up with the guy that ran from the fight, Jace, and a whole freaking shitload of talking happens, a whole metric shit ton, which is why I understand why people don't actually like this anime a lot. But Goku eventually becomes the legendary Super Saiyan and defeats Frieza, who has caused the planet Namek to explode, with Goku just barely making it out in time. After a while, Frieza returns with his father, and they come to Earth looking for Goku, who is currently nowhere to be found following the, the explosion of Namek. 
Suddenly, another warrior emerges and kills both Frieza and King Cold almost effortlessly with his Super Saiyan form. He reveals himself to be Trunks, and he is from the future, coming to warn them of Goku's return. Goku finally does come back, and him and Trunks spar for a second, which leads into the reveal that Trunks is actually the son of Vegeta and Bulma. He comes with a warning of a future threat called the androids that would appear in a few months and everyone including Goku would die, Goku specifically dying from a heart disease. No fucking kidding. The legendary warrior of ancient history who literally made it off a dying planet after fighting someone who at first was way above his pay grade threw in the towel over a heart disease. That's facts. But Trunks gives him an antidote for the disease and leaves. Unfortunately, the antidote isn't instant, so after their first confrontation with the androids, Yamcha dies and Goku gives in to the disease. Remember when I mentioned the Red Ribbon Army a while ago? Well, it just so turns out that that doctor that was there when Goku messed shit up when he was a kid ended up growing up to create himself or turn himself into like a cyborg and then created a bunch of other cyborgs that would rep represent people that he knew from his life then. And yes, they are cyborgs, but the show refers to them as androids, so for the sake of it, I'm calling them androids. But then enter one of the most badass motherfuckers in Dragon Ball Z history, the new and improved Vegeta baby. So way back during Frieza's bullshit, uh, he actually gets the upper hand and basically snuffs out Vegeta, and Vegeta actually gives in to Goku's kindness and reveals that Frieza was the one who destroyed their planet and all Vegeta has ever wanted to do was to see Frieza die. So, Goku uh, ends up saving Vegeta's life by having them wish back everyone that was killed by Frieza, and then having them all transported away from Namek at the last minute. So, Vegeta went off the train after the whole Trunks thing, and has now returned a motherfucking Super Saiyan. Vegeta is easily one of my favorite characters in the entire show, because although Goku is always intended to be stronger, <clears throat> Vegeta's arrogance and pride just make him unable to accept defeat, which I've really loved, no matter what Vegeta has bounced back, and I think here recently we've really been given love for Vegeta fans when it came to his god transformation in Broly, and now we know that there is going to be another Dragon Ball Super movie coming in 2022, and I'm really excited about it, I just watched the Comic-Con panel and man it, it was awesome but vegeta quickly wrecks android 19 who easily looks like john wayne gacy at a birthday party and causes the other android the doctor guy dr Jiro, to haul straight ass he heads back to the lab and activates the other three androids two of which are the same exact androids from trunks's future and one of them 17 kills dr Jiro. And like I said, he was a member of the Red Ribbon Army, but these guys don't really give a shit about that at all. But Jiro built them for revenge uh, after Goku messed up RRA back in Dragon Ball. And these guys are just like, oh well, shit story. Like 17 and 18 are brutal. So now the scary androids are awake and the start of wrecking all the surrounding cities start... 
While the Z fighters try to find a way to defeat them, another secret android who goes by the name of Cell traveled back in time using one of Trunks' time machines from his time in hopes that the androids will still be alive in our time and he can absorb them and become a perfect being, as he calls it. Cell tries to get the upper hand on Piccolo, but flies off when he fear, uh, feels the androids near, causing Piccolo to lead him to them without actually knowing. So Cell absorbs one of the androids and powers up, proving too much for Piccolo, but meanwhile Trunks and Vegeta have been training in the hyperbolic time chamber, where one day outside is one year inside, and they have ascended past the level of Super Saiyan. And that's actually where <clears throat> I'm going to stop this one for right now, because we're, like I said, we're only really like halfway into the show there's still another big arc to come then i want to cover a little bit of super and talk a little bit about the broly movie and then talk about what we do know for the upcoming dragon ball superhero movie so i'm super excited to actually be talking about nerdy shit because i know i started off doing horror films and i was really afraid that that was going to staple me as like a horror film podcast but I do intend to go back to that at some point for the final two episodes of this season so that I can kind of pick a movie that's really old that I really, really enjoy and then pick something that's new that I really, really enjoy and then deep dive and dissect both of them, go over my opinions on them, why they work, what was wrong with them, that kind of stuff. But again, if you like this podcast and like the type of stuff that I discuss, don't forget to go up to those icons in the top right corner of the screen. Follow Twitter, Instagram, as well as the Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash supersimplepodcast. More than likely, people are here from the Facebook page, so they already know. But I've been your host, Alex. I thank you so much for listening. Part 2, uh, the rest of Dragon Ball Z and Super will be out Wednesday at 9. I do work a full-time job, so it is sometimes a little bit hard to get these recorded and have the scripts written or know what I'm going to talk about when I branch off and stuff like that. But... We are eight episodes deep. We are almost done with season one. And then like I've been saying before, I'm going to take a little break so I can start working on the video editing aspect and then move all of this content to YouTube. So I will be off of Buzzsprout again, just like I left Patreon at the beginning. But it is what it is. I'm grateful for what I've got. I'm grateful that there's people listening to this podcast. And I'm grateful that I'm actually getting feedback. So again, I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this one. Can't wait for part two. And as always, have a good night.